following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's a beautiful Thursday. Not as hot as it has been. That is a real relief to all of us. We welcome all of you in. We got a good show for you today. In about 20 minutes, we'll check in on the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk with a good friend, Ray Brewer, from the Las Vegas Sun. Be the first time he and I have ever seen each other. We've talked a million times, but we have never seen what each other looks like. He'll figure out why I was in radio all those years. Let's call roll quickly. Let's go up to the plateau. Say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you? George, I'm good. Ready to go. How's the golf game? Haven't played this week, so I have not played. It's too hot early and had work to do today, so just giving you good excuses, but I'll pick it up again next week. Okay, good enough. Billy, how's your golf game? My golf game is bad. I haven't played in a while, uh, but Watson, question number two, how's the grass looking? Well, part of it's cut, Billy. We've got a little ways to go, but we've, we've cut some grass today, and it it looks nice around around the house. So, so it's halftime. you got to wait. Second half, you'll finish it Second off. Second half maybe. tomorrow. It takes two days to cut it if I do it by myself. Now, if the better half gets out and helps me, we can do it in a day. But it takes two half. days if I have to do it myself. And she's doing other duties, so I'm the grass cutter. Let me I, give don't, pay, I don't pay fortunes for somebody to cut my grass like certain people that we know. Yeah. That. I don't need mine cut. It's nothing but dirt right now. Good Lord. Well, that's it because never... you also never put any water on it. So, I mean, what do you expect? Well, <laughs> we haven't had any water. Got to water the grass. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. You know, grass does need water, George. I sure. didn't know if you knew that or not. But... I'll give him some of this. How about that? <laughs> that ain't going to do it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not okay. going to do it. Let's check in with another one dumb enough to cut his own grass. Terry McCormick, how are you? How are you, George? Yes, I do cut my own grass. Do you? Well, that you should certainly be proud of that. Absolutely. Why don't you have a child do it? Um, I don't know. Mowing the lawn to me that that's where I get away from everything. No cell phone. No, uh, you know, outside interference. I just relax for a couple of hours and mow the grass. No, George. <laughs> So tell me what's going on in, in a week where it feels like the season is is, is kind of up in the air and it feels like this is 
what ultimately is going to decide whether this season amounts to anything or whether it's going in the toilet. Yeah, I think when you look at the schedule, the next two games are vital for this team. They've got to win one of these two. And you and I talked this morning, uh, George, how that, you know, this uh, season really hinges on the fact that right now the division they're in is not very good. And that's a good thing for the Titans right now because they're not playing very well. So when you look at this week's game at home against the Raiders, which is not an easy task, even though the Raiders are 0-2, and then you look at next week in Indianapolis, you're talking about games that you've got to win in order to try and get back on your feet and stay in the thick of this AFC South race. Because two weeks from now, if you're 2-2, two and two, you could be leading the division. Terry, what things do you believe are not fixable? Ooh, that's a good question. I think one of the things, you know, because of all the injuries and, and whatnot, you know, if they lose Taylor Lewan for an extended period or lose him for the season, I don't know if they're going to be able to do the things that they really want to do uh, in terms of pass blocking and in terms of run blocking too, because you saw that the other night against Buffalo's, uh, really fast front seven. Uh, they were getting beat to the edge on the toss sweep numerous times, and they kept calling it, which I didn't understand that part of it. But with this offensive line, you've got two new starters and a rookie and Nicholas Petit Ferrer at right tackle. You got Aaron Brewer, who's undersized at left guard. So now, if you have to go and replace a left tackle who is your best lineman, you know that's three fifths of last year's line that you're having to fill in for and having to change out. So to me, the offensive line, and that's a vital place on any team, that's a that's going to be a difficult thing to do to play at the level they're used to playing at if LaJuan is gone for the year. Terry, when they brought Malik Willis into the game Monday night, is that the way it works from here on in, that any time they're in a position where, whether it's injury or otherwise, it's Willis, it's not Logan Woodside? Well, Woodside's on the practice squad, so he's not, unless they elevate him pregame, he's not even dressed out. So it is Malik Willis's show if they decide to go away from Ryan Tannehill, be it injury or, in Monday night's case, blowout. It will be Malik Willis's, uh, you know, playing time. And the thing of it is, Malik Willis needs playing time uh, if they're going to get a full evaluation of him, say next year. He's going to need some playing time. He can't go in with zero, uh, you know, performance or you know, zero playing time uh, on his resume because I think they have to determine some way or other if they feel like this kid can be their next starting fr perhaps franchise quarterback. You know, I think, I don't think they've given up on this season, obviously two games in, but you know, if they were to continue to stumble and falter, you know, then they might take an extended look at Willis toward the end of the season, but he is the number two guy for right now because he's on the roster and, you know, whenever they can give him a minute or two to play, obviously they don't want it to be by injury, I think they probably are better off for it in the long run. Terry, anything you want to add to uh, to what I've thrown out there? Well, one thing that I will say, uh, George, and I'm about to post this story, 
I do believe, now they don't let us watch practice much anymore, but I do believe from what you're hearing people say out there when they're asked about it and what, you know, they've got to do, they've got to have more explosive plays on offense. And I think that means Traylon Burks being a part of this offense and having a bigger role. Yeah, I mean, up till now, it's an occasional one or two passes a game, and that's basically it. I mean, I think he's a guy that needs to be targeted six to eight times a game at least. If he, if you're, if you're going to create the explosive plays that you need to create to open up the rushing lanes for Derrick Henry, which in turn opens up play action and things like that, I really believe that Traylon Burks needs to see the football thrown his way about six to eight times a game. Watson, you want to take it and run with that? Yeah, somebody has to, um, because I'm still hurting on this A.J. Brown thing, Terry. I mean, that that still bothers me, but it's got to be Burks. It's I don't know who else it could be. I don't think Woods is that. Um, but they've got to find a go-to guy. This, this offense is built around a go-to guy. This offense is built, Terry, around a quarterback, tailback and 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 a go-to receiver that's that's the big three not counting the offensive line everybody else but those three are the ones to touch the ball the most and that's the way that, that it's been in the last four or five years no doubt I mean you're you're exactly right you know the emergence of AJ Brown in this offense the previous three years as much as Ryan Tannehill coming in and solidifying the quarterback position to me those things are just as important as what they've done with Derrick Henry in terms of Henry being a dominant running back. I think it all works hand in hand. And when one of those pieces is missing, as you see right now, they're still trying to find out who can be their dominant wide receiver. And Burks is certainly the only true candidate there that looks like he has that explosive capability on a consistent basis then they've got to hope that this kid, you know, really comes on and does, you know, I'm not saying he has to be A.J. Brown, but he has to at least make the defense respect him being out there in the route. Terry, appreciate it as always. We'll uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. That's Terry McCormick. He leads off our show with the Daily Titans update. Billy, let's go to the other update. Yeah, let's go to the other update, George. Uh, but that Titans update from Terry McCormick was brought to you by Sumner Funeral crema- and Cremation and the Justin Tucker team as uh, as well. The Justin Tucker team, they are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. You can call them at 615-906-8458. They are Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation, they are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations, in Gallatin and Hendersonville and online at SumnerFuneral.com. All right, we start today's news, George and Watson, with the LSU Tigers. They have received a one-year probation from the NCAA, and they will pay a $5,000 fine for college football recruiting violations, according to Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. Self-imposed $5,000 fine for LSU. Well, wasn't that special? $5,000 $5,000 fine. Good Lord. Are you kidding me? Can you say a deck chair off the Queen Mary? <laughs> so, Watson, what do you make of the one-year piece of this? Nothing. 
<laughs> it's probation. It means nothing. It means they can't get in any other trouble. But other than that, that's it. And it wasn't uh, I, what I've read, the little bits I've read about it, it was one of the assistants that had gone to see a kid in the dead period and it mm -hmm. wasn't exchanging money or anything like that. So, um, and this was LSU's deal, I think. LSU put the sanctions first and then the NC2A approved them. So I, I think it's a slap on the wrist. They did fire that coach before they fired Ed Ogeron. Ed fired the, it was the offensive line coach. I can't remember his name, but they let him go back before. And then, then later that year, Ed got it himself. Go Tigers. You're Go Tigers. Go Tigers. What's number two? Number two, the Baltimore Ravens are signing Jason Pierre-Paul to a one-year deal. Forgot he was even still in the league. Um, and uh, they're, so they're signing him $5.5 million. So a uh, one-year deal for, uh, for JPP. I'm sure he's uh, happy to get that money. Bulletin to Baltimore. They've got big defensive issues. Bulletin to Baltimore, they let their coordinator go. <laughs> and and the one they moved up isn't hardly coming through the same way that they had paid defense in the past. And Martindale is now at uh, the Giants, and they're 2-0. and so. Yeah. Item three. Item number three, the Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka's suspension likely to be for an entire season um, for his role in a consensual relationship with a female staff member. Yep. That's a no-no according to the handbook. Yeah, that's uh, that's a no-no. Moving on. Last piece, the Brett Favre plot has thickened. Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services has pled guilty to two federal charges. So, that I'm not sure when that's going to end, but uh, the, the Favre saga continues. Watson, what in the world was he doing? I don't know. This one is serious, guys. I... I'm worried about him. I, this is jail time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he could go to jail. And I just hope and pray that what we hear is not true and he didn't, that doesn't happen to him. But my gosh, right now, what you read, it don't look good. No, it doesn't look good at all. No. And uh, somebody of his stature did well, not. Well, and money. Me. He's got money. Exactly. He's got to have yeah. money. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, we have not heard the last of that story. No, by any stretch. So let me tell people again a little bit of what's going on. You've got a shootout Sunday at Nissan Stadium between two desperate teams: the Vegas Raiders at zero and two, the Titans at zero and two. Ray Brewer from the Las Vegas Sun is going to join us after the break. Then underdog picks at five o'clock. Can you say desperation? Oh, I can. Oh, for um, hmm. oh for September. That's special. Come on, George. Yeah, I know it. Okay, so all of that and more when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. We are back. I have had Ray Brewer in my radio life on my show probably five or six times, but up until five, ten seconds from now, we have never seen what the other looks like. Watson, I've got to think that's a horror show for him 
when he looks the other way. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, listen, man, we're we're not we we've, we've got faces for radio uh, for journalism done on radio and newspapers, but times are changing, and here we are, right? Listen, thank you for doing this. Ray, of course, is the uh, sports editor of the Las Vegas Sun. His team is 0-2. The one we talk about incessantly is also 0-2. So, Ray, is there any feeling of panic, desperation there about what's coming on Sunday? So I think the general consensus here in Las Vegas is – 0-2 with the extra game added to the schedule is not as bad as 0-2 used to be. Um, with that said, that makes kind of Sunday in, in, in Nashville a must-win for both teams. And there's a certain level of desperation where if you go 0-3, then who knows what could happen. And I think you saw this week the Raiders add an offensive lineman. They're trying to address some needs. And uh, who knows how it's going to look and feel come Sunday. But – I could bet Devontae Adams is going to see a few more targets than he did uh, last week against the Cardinals. In, in that game, I got a chance to see most of the third quarter and virtually all of the fourth quarter, and it looked like the Raiders' defense was out there constantly. They looked exhausted at the end. Yeah, and and I and that was true, and I think you saw, you know, Kyler Murray kind of wore them out a little bit as the game grew longer, but when those guys are fresh, they can really get to the quarterback, and that's not a good formula for Ryan Tannehill um, because that guy needs a, a few more seconds than most to pass. So uh, you bring up a great point. I think the Raiders, um, and if you read on you know Las Vegas Sun today, uh, we talked a little bit about how Josh Jacobs is possibly going to be more involved, so I think they're maybe going to try to go on some longer drives. It's, it's really a, a tough balance because – You've got such good receivers with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro that your first you know, inclination is to sling the ball around as much as you can. But at the same time, you've got a great back in Josh Jacobs who could really kind of extend the drive, run some clock, keep that defense on the sideline to where when you need them, they can get to the quarterback. What's Josh McDaniels been like? So, so Josh McDaniels is, I, I think he's a fun guy. I mean, he's been, he's been great to deal with. I mean, I think a lot of people are, are great to deal with. He's been, um, he's been, he's been fine. I mean, I, I we'll see how he is if they go 0-3, but um, it, you know, change was inevitable here. Um, you know, Las Vegas made news uh, two times last year when, they really didn't want to, and you don't want that attention. And um, it's been fun having a, a kind of a new sheriff uh, in town in terms of how they build the roster and how uh, they look on game day. And if you look at the roster right now, the Raiders have a lot of really, really good players. Um, so 0-2, you know, if you look at week one, they they, they, they lost to the Chargers in a game there where they had chances, and then last weekend's collapse uh, – Simply unexcusable. I got the feeling at the end of last season after the loss to uh, Cincinnati in the playoffs where they played, I thought, very respectable football. 
I thought Mark Davis would be forced to consider the interim a lot stronger than than he did with uh, Rich Basaccio. What went on there? You know, I think that his mind was pretty much uh, made up before Basaccio even took over. Uh, Rich, a great players coach, um, really respected. Everybody liked him. Um, but I, I, I think the franchise had long determined that they wanted uh, to kind of hit the reset button and, and bring some folks in. And uh, that's exactly what they did. They got the guy they wanted. Um, they gave Josh McDaniels, I guess, another chance to be a head coach after, you know, he struggled in Denver. And 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 kind of here we are. But I don't think that for as much as as the players loved Rich and he was a player's coach, I mean, I remember when it happened, uh, they lost to the Bengals on Sunday, obviously. Um, and I think Monday we had a story planned where it was like, hey, the Raiders should give Rich a – a shot and by Tuesday he had no shot. And it was it was it was that quick. And you know, the wild thing about that playoff game is the Bengals score a fluke touchdown that that wasn't a touchdown. Right. And next thing you know, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Um and that could have very easily been the Raiders if if you buy into that theory. And that just shows like how co- close they were. And you have to remember, until they made the playoffs last year, they hadn't been since the 2002 Super Bowl. So it had it's kind of a long time coming in a buildup. And this isn't the Raiders. It was in Oakland, George, because, you know, they've got Allegiant Stadium. The franchise value is going up. Um, they want to win, and they want to win really, really bad. And I, I, they just – they had to make the moves. They had to, you know, bring in something new and fresh and try to hit a home run and McDaniels was a home run and keeping the interim would have been a safe pick. Watson say hello to Ray Brewer. Ray, thanks for being with us. Um, my first question is I think they both sitting kind of in the same spot here. I mean, both of them at the end of last year are going into the playoffs or even into the playoffs were Super Bowl contenders. I mean, they both had a shot at this, in my opinion. The talent level was good enough. Uh, the Raiders got closer than the Titans did. But at the same time, they were contenders. Here they come in both 0-2. But I think there's a lot more pressure on the Raiders right now than there is the Titans because the Raiders are in a much tougher division than the Titans are. And, and, and you can't get too far behind in the division the Raiders are in where the Titans – could even lose this game to me and still have a shot. I mean, the winner of the the Titans division might be under 500 uh, by the end, by the end of the year. So I think there's more heat on the Raiders here, Ray, in this game, and I think they'll feel that even over what the Titans do. So I agree. the The Raiders are probably in the toughest division in the NFL with uh, the Chiefs the Chargers and the Broncos who have, you know, three of arguably the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Whereas the Titans are in, like you said, the the weakest division in football. With that said, I think the end game for both teams is to get to a Super Bowl or have a deep playoff run. And with the Bills who look like 
they may not lose. And the Dolphins, who are undefeated, and the Chiefs that are doing real well, the AFC is just stacked. And, yeah. you know, eking into the playoffs with possibly a losing record and getting one home playoff game and then having to go on the road, that just doesn't cut it. And I think where Tennessee's at right now, they're not looking simply to make the playoffs. They're past that stage in their development. And with that said, if you go 0-3, just tearing down the barrel of having to win playoff games on the road, which isn't too advantageous. And again, I think I really think Tennessee is struggling so bad offensively. Um, you know, I, I think folks are worried about, and I'm speaking for you guys, and you're there covering it, but What's Derrick Henry, um, you know, is he going to be the Derrick Henry that we've seen in weeks one or two, or is he going to get back to his old self before the injury? Um, who are they going to throw the ball to? Um, and talk about putting pressure on the defense. Uh, the Raiders put a lot of pressure on their defense last week against the Cardinals, but I would assume that Titans defense is just going to wear out sooner than later. Yeah, and, and I think – what I'll be shocked, Ray, if the Titans don't come in and get back to trying to pound the ball and really go after pounding the ball and try to throw it to one guy because that's what they're built on. You get that box full. I don't know if we've got the guy. And I've personally been very hard on him about letting A.J. Brown go. I mean, if you're going for a Super Bowl, how do you not keep that guy? And and my thoughts, Ray, all along have been, he's not going to sit out the season, not where he is in his career. Negotiate with him a little bit uh, and, and see if you can't work out a deal instead of just trading him immediately. But I think the Titans are going to come. They're going to be nervous about that pass rush because the Raiders' pass rush to me is one of the best. And the Titans struggle protecting the passer. Have, Ray, for three years. I mean, so I think Raiders – Better load the box because I think the Titans are coming back. Whether it works or not, I think they're going to get back to what they truly believe in and try to run that ball downhill and not those sideways runs. Yeah, and I mean, Crosby and, and Jones attacking the quarterback uh, really kind of forces your hand to 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 run the ball. And, and listen, that's what Tennessee's been able to have success with is, yeah. is that ground and pound, control the clock, control field possession – Win the game at the end of the game. At the end, win, win at the end of the game. That's kind of been the the, the script that they've run the last few years, and, and they've they've gotten away from it. The, the 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 thing that I'm you know that was a bad loss on Monday Night Football, forty one to seven um, turnovers. Um, just it was ugly for Tennessee, and and ugly for Vegas as well against Arizona, and that. To me, that puts, you know, a huge onus on this game on Sunday where both teams kind of have to right the ship a little bit because it's an ugly 0-3 whoever gets there, right? Ooh. And yeah. and and to me, that just screams both teams trying to to get back to that that clock control type of offense. And and Tennessee's better suited to do that. They've got you know, a, a bruising tailback that could take over a game. At least we think he still hasn't done it yet since that injury, but you'd like to think that he's still that guy. Oh, I, I still think he's got it. I, I think the offensive line race got to play a lot better. Last thing, George, I have for Ray, I think it's 
hard on the Raiders too, Ray, because that throw to go to overtime, how, I mean, you talking about snake bit. I don't know how in the world that ball got in there. I've watched that thing 10 times and I don't even know how Green saw the ball. I mean, it's an unbelievable play. And then the Raiders are down there. They, they can kick the field goal right where they are. And, and really and truthfully, the ball wasn't reached out to gain a yard. The guy was just going to tackle him, and he just absolutely hits the ball, knocks it loose. They return it for a touchdown. You're talking about snake bit now. I don't know that really the Raiders in those two plays just did anything awful, and yet they lost the game. Yeah, and, and it, it was an ugly loss. It was a loss that, you know, that, that's going to still sting. But, you know, the mantra in football, right? You can't let week one carry into week two. You can't let week two carry into week three. And if, if they could forget what happened in week two and just get out there and play – and leave Tennessee one and two, then they're feeling a little better about themselves. Um, you can't say you can't go into that game and say, "Oh gosh, we we let one slip away," which they did, right? Lucky two point conversions, um, a lucky defensive touchdown, you know, giving up a three touchdown lead. You you can't go into a game with revisionist history. You've got to hit the reset button. Uh, take it week by week. If you believe all those football, you know, analogies and phrases and motivational things, you know, hit the reset button and see what you could do. But talk about a, a, a game where both teams are kind of in the same boat um, with, you know, bad, really bad losses. Um, some may be magnified. I mean, you could argue that 41 to 7 was worse than giving up a three touchdown lead because at least the Raiders had points of good play last week and points of good play in week one against the Chargers where kind of – I don't know where you get – like, is there anything that the Titans did last week where you're like, wow, that's that's great. There's a building block for, for the rest of the season. Hey, Ray, give me about 45 seconds on this. How certain are people in Vegas that the Oakland A's are about to be the Vegas A's? I I would say that uh, me personally, I I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, been really? long before. Um, I just I think that Oakland is is using Vegas to get what they need in in, in Oakland with that riverfront um, stadium. Um, for me. It's all well and good, and it seems great, and and pro teams are are thriving here, but the state ponied up a significant amount of money to build the Legion Stadium for the Raiders, and yep. they've come out. And they're not giving. Nobody is going to give the A's a dime to build this stadium. So now they're going to rely on a casino company to give them land and build, help them build, and are the. I just don't know how the stadium is going to be built, and. The same thing for me is true with with Major League Soccer that wants to come here. Where are you going to buy the stadium? Who's going to pay for it to get built? Because I don't think Clark County or the state of Nevada is in position anymore to give money to build a billion-dollar stadium for baseball or a, a more than a billion-dollar stadium. Yeah. And I don't see the A's coming out of pocket to do it. Um, so if it was just negotiating for where to build it, 
okay, maybe Vegas has got a hand and maybe the A's could buy the land from some resort and, and build there. But actually constructing the stadium, this is a team that's got no money. I, I don't see them paying to get it done. Hmm. This all sounds very familiar. Thank you, my friend, as always, for uh, coming on and uh, imparting words of wisdom. Appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Have a good show. Ray Brewer, he's the sports editor of the Las Vegas Sun. He's a good man. He's been very helpful to me throughout the years. When we come back, Watson and I are going to kind of bat it around. This is a desperation game. Nobody right now is more desperate than the Titans. We'll talk about it next on Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. 
providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Okay, let's spend a few minutes on the Titans. Watson, you and I have always had the belief that Mike Vrabel oftentimes is at his best when his back is up against a wall. But the truth of it is we both thought that going into Monday night, and for the first time, not only could he not deliver, he got the crap kicked out of them. They were completely non-competitive and for me, that brings five alarm fires everywhere. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, maybe not as strong about that as you, but yes, because the, through the time I've been with you and we've been covering them, that's the MO. I mean, very seldom, if if not ever, have they not bounced back in a, in a big game after a tough loss against somebody they should beat. And this was the MO again, and it just didn't happen. But it didn't happen to me for reasons that I'm concerned about that I'm not sure they can fix. And that's the offensive line not being as powerful as what we're used to, George, and a secondary that's even worse than it's been. I mean, it's it got a little better last year. The year before, it was really bad, if you remember. There's so much youth back there, and I know they're trying. It looks like they're trying to fix that. So I'm a little concerned that some of the things I see aren't fixable. I think there's a lot of things that will be fixed that Mike will fix, but there's some places, as I said early in the week in the analysis, that secondary in the offensive line, and then a, a, a go-to receiver, a, a pure bona fide heat zone. We got to we win the game on this play. We're throwing it here. We just don't have that right now. So I'm a little bit concerned. I will. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you with me on those things? Or well, are you not as bad as I am with that? No, hold on a second. I think when, Watson, when you put that stuff out there Tuesday, it's a little different than if I put it out there. If I put it out there, people say, well, what's his football experience? Well, yeah. if well, any of you want to know, me, if any of you want to know, my experience is fifth grade gray Y. And truthfully, I didn't enjoy getting hit. I loved being the quarterback until it became tackle football. And then I was like, let's play hoops. You know, football didn't seem as much fun when you get hit. But Watson, when you say it, people view you as an expert. In particular, on the offensive side of the ball, you've spent 45-plus years in it. There's a little difference between my attempting to act like I have expertise and you truly having it. So when you said on Tuesday, there are some things that can't be fixed, that set all the bells off in my head. Yeah. 
Well, I, they can be fixed, but they're going to have to regroup the whole team. I mean, you got to trade for an offensive lineman. You're going to have to give up something in the trade. Um, they brought their slowly bringing in a little experience in their secondary. I saw that they signed one, got a kid from what was it the Patriots? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh uh, and Pittsburgh's. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you're already starting to see, and if Lawan is out and out for either six, seven weeks are indefinitely, you'll see You'll see another move up there too. Uh, and I, I think that's what they're waiting on. But if they want to win this game, George, in my personal opinion, they got to get back to Titans ball. That, the Titans have only one way to win the game, one way, and that's to get that running game going, get those play action passes off of it, the simple throws, the pass rush isn't near as bad when they're thinking it's run. And you get the coverages you want because they're crowding the box. That's the two things that happen with a Derrick Henry offense. And if we don't see that get going, I don't think they can win the game. And I think you're if I'm the Raiders, I turn around and do what Buffalo did. I throw it three out of every four plays, and I speed up the game. I make this game as long as you can make it and try to wear down the Titans and, uh, and get to that secondary, George. And the more you throw, the less the pass rush will probably be because they're going to start getting tired. Sure. Because I didn't think it was near as good in the second half as it was first half the other night. And that's that's the M.O. for both teams, in my opinion. We'll see what they do. Ray said he thought they might want to establish the run more. I, I'm not sure they will because they're going to watch that tape and say, when, when the Bills try to hand it off, there wasn't a whole lot there. But, man, when they put it in the quarterback's hands and let him throw it around, and honestly, the Raiders have better receivers. With Adams out the other night, the Raiders have better receivers than we faced against the Bills the other night, in my opinion. Watson, if you take Burks out of the picture for a second, yeah, I have believed for a while that this is a below-average NFL wide receiver core. So early on, I think I'm right. Uh, that sounds ugly, but I think it's true. So is there a, a the flipping of a switch to say, we're going to target Burks, like Terry said, six or eight times, or is that simply Tannehill having to say, look, he's not open? I think that's flipping the switch. I think it's it's time to create a go-to guy. And the way you create it is you throw the ball at him and see if he can make the plays. And it's time for Burks to do that. He's a first-round pick. We gave up a really, really good player and felt like this young man was going to be able to do it. You don't give up A.J. Brown if you don't think you can bring one in to do it. George, That's that has to have been their mindset. And so it's time. You're 0-2. You've not played well. It doesn't even look like a Titans football team, especially offensively. You've got to be sitting in there saying, let's get back to it. I don't care if Derek doesn't gain the blah, blah, blah. we got to give it to him 25 times Sunday. He's got to touch it 25 times. And we've got to throw the ball to Burks in these one-on-one -on -one situations. And if those two things don't come through, and the third piece to me, Woods will make his plays. I think he's a good addition, but he's not the go-to guy. I don't think he's big enough to be the go-to guy. I don't think he's is coming off a knee injury. The one to me that we we they've got to get more involved is Hooper. 
Yeah, I, I, I was he's, about to he's, ask. What, we paid a lot of money for him, yeah. and he don't play enough to me. If he's a poor blocker, use him as your backside guy or whatever if you're going to play two tight ends. But he's got to be on the field, and that ball's got to go toward him, George, because that's that's what he was signed to do. So look for Hooper and Burks to pick it up, and look for Derrick Henry to have 25 carries in this game. Okay, let, let's go back to Hooper because you've you've sort of made a suggestion that I have a feeling is right that they're not playing him as much because he's not a good enough blocker. Okay, isn't that a talent evaluation thing long before he comes in here that if you identify the way they did that Austin Hooper was an important piece of this, isn't it a little late in the game to be saying, well, he's not a good enough blocker? Yeah, good enough in Cleveland. I, I agree, George, and that's why to me you're paying him all this money. You 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 challenge him, become a blocker, be a better blocker. Take a lot of pride in doing it. You're in an offense now that that really is a big piece. I mean, he was in a Cleveland offense that was run first. I just think they got to put him out there. I think he's better than what he's shown in these first two games. And you only way you get better is you get involved. They got to get him involved. So I'm, I guess I'm saying Derrick Henry, Hooper, and Burks. That's the ones that have got to get involved. Tannehill's going to be involved. He touches it every play. But sure. those three people have got to start sticking out because that's where we put our money, George. We we didn't we weren't willing to spend the money to keep AJ. Good. I I, I don't understand it, but I don't have the right to go too far and getting on because I don't know the whole deal. Um, so, okay. But you put money in Burks, you put money in Hooper, you put a lot of money in Derrick Henry and a lot of money in Ryan Tannehill. They gotta be the guys. Let's go. Let's get it going. Okay. What Let's about, try. what about Tannehill's feet? I mean, we had, I know we've seen him run a little bit. I know he's getting up there in age, but at this point, if you're Mike Vrabel, are you telling Tannehill, Hey, if you've got it, go. Because because at this point, we need it. Well, Billy, you're dead on. And you go back, hidden piece to the Titans in the last two years. How many plays, how many critical plays did Ryan has Ryan Tannehill made with his feet? This guy was a college wide receiver for two years. So you know he's a great athlete. He's 6'4", what, 225, 30 pounds? Uh, and got really good feet. He's not old enough that he can't carry the ball. I watched him do it last year. Mm-hmm. So I think he will start scrambling around. I think they'll call more of those gun run type things. I would like to see him leave Derrick Henry out there on second down. What we've been doing is we hand it to Derrick on first down and he gains nothing second and 10 out of the game. Or we throw a play action pass incomplete second and 10. He's out of the game. He's got to play second down. He needs to come out on third down when it's third and five, six or more, but not early in the game. We've got to leave him out there and let him have more touches. That's why his touches were down a little bit. They're taking him out so much, guys. And and uh, I just think he's got to play more. He We can't protect him right now. We need a win. They've, they've got to use everybody, every piece of everybody's body to win this game Sunday. 
Watson, I need a quick answer. How confident are you that they will flip that switch Sunday? I think they're going to win Sunday. I think there's more pressure on the Raiders. Ray didn't think so. I do. I think there's much more pressure on them than the Titans. The Titans know they can lose and still win a division. You got to get to the playoffs before you can make a run. And I think right now the Titans are saying, we're okay. Let's calm down here. Let's get back to what we do. I think they're going to play a lot better. And I think they win Saturday, Sunday. After the break, stat of the day, then underdog picks to start the five o'clock hour where you will discover that there's already one entity in Nashville that is 0-3. Here's a rhyme. 0-3 is me. (laughs) Isn't that great? This is Main Street Media Television. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Hey, this is George Plaster, and I'm excited to announce that the second annual Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night is going to happen Monday, November the 28th at the Hermitage Strike and Spare. The three charities that will benefit are Last Minute Toy Store, Martha O'Brien Center, and STARS. And our intention is to get them that money so it can do the most amount of good at Christmas time. Now, here's where I need your help. I need you to sign up to play in the most fun charity event you've ever been involved in. Imagine 64 foursomes with 64 sports personalities in the area. As a single player, it's $200. If you get a foursome, it's $800. And what I want you to do is reach out to me via email, plastergeorge at gmail.com, and we'll get you signed up and get you ready and raring to go. Again, that's plastergeorge at gmail.com for a night you will never forget. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
It's now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. John English, located in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They specialize in antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and other sport-related items. You can visit them, of course, in Shelbyville. Open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit their website, johnenglishgradedcards.com, for more info. Also, call Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. Today's stat of the day, George Watson, through two weeks of the NFL season, which NFL starting quarterback has the lowest QBR in the league? It's another good one. All right, George. Oh, Watson, we gotta we gotta do some thinking about this. You got a doozy. Okay, don't you gong us or anything like that. You don't until like you don't like ready. that buzzer. No, I like to be able to talk it out before you just blow us away. Watson, is point. it possible that it's Russell Wilson? I think it is Russell Wilson. Do you really? I swear, I think it's Russell Wilson. I okay. think I listened to some one of these shows talk about the, how low his QBR was. Yeah. I, I swear, I think it's Russell Wilson. Okay, let's let's talk it through though. What other candidates would there be? Well, who else has sucked? <laughs> well. You nearly got to go by divisions. That's how I always do it. Mm-hmm. it was, I don't think it's Tannehill because his first game was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the kid at Jacksonville right now is playing really good. His is up in the top five, believe it or not. It, hey, it could be the Colts now. Could be Matt Ryan. Could be uh, Matt Ryan. How about Mitch Trubisky? He hadn't exactly been Johnny Unitas either. No, but I don't think he's just been awful either. Um, all right, we got we got the Jets and Flacco played good last week. Jerry Mac Jones, Flacco, Mac um, Jones. What do you so, think with him? It's sure not Josh Allen. Hold on a second. Let, let's let's go back to New England. It's not Tua. In Watson. They stunk it up in Miami. They won in Pittsburgh, but it was very conservative. Who are you talking about? Matt Jones. Matt. Mac Jones, sorry. What did I call him? Matt? You said Matt yeah, Jones. Matt Ryan. Matt okay. Jones. You want to go Russell Wilson, don't you? I'm I'm Russell Wilson or, okay. or, or what's his name with the Colts? I am too. I'll say this. I've got four names written down. Russell Wilson, Trubisky. Uh, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones. One of those four is it. I think it's Russell Wilson. Show us the answer, please. Oh, no. Baker Mayfield. How can that be? He has I thought not he played, played well. pretty good the first week. Yeah. I demand. Well, we, we weren't anywhere close on that one, bud. I demand a revote. You guys want a recount? Yeah. Let me let me go check. Actually, what is that? I mean, Michael sent me the answer. It's well, gotta be right. Then let's blame it on Michael. 
Boy, we wouldn't have gone there, George. We could have spent the rest of the day. I thought he played pretty good week one. Yeah. I demand a revote. Well, he he could have played that bad in week two to send it back down. I watched their game against the Giants. Um, He was 14 of 29, 145 yards, and a touchdown. How many interceptions? No interceptions. No interceptions. Boy, that's a low QBA. I guess his, I mean, his incompletion rate, he was 14 to 29. Do they grade you down if they don't like your beard? <laughs> what is I don't, that? I don't Gosh. think so. I think it looks good. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, I know I guess, Russell Wilson's is low in yeah. the league right now. I know that. I just feel like we got ripped on this one. Whatever. I don't like the question. Well, this is the first one in a while, George, where we ain't been close. Mm-hmm. So. We we did not have a clue. We'll find no, we're out. We're not close on this one. We'll find out if the other contestants and the underdog pick what they thought. Uh, have we've reached the five o'clock hour. We have reached the five okay. o'clock hour. Brought That's to you wonderful. by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state of the art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient. In any circumstance, their mission is to provide high quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information. George, you know what time it is now. You're darn tootin'. I know what time it is. It's time now for the underdog picks. Brought to to you by that I'm in the cellar. (laughs) Sir Speedy, whether you need top notch printing, custom web design, or direct mail marketing campaign, they are ready to help. Get the quality products, services, and experience your business deserves. Visit Sir Speedy online at sirspeedy.com. Let's say hello to the two contestants that join us, neither of whom are strangers to me. Right corner is Willie Donick, Winter Park freebie. Oh, yes. No question. Willie, at the moment, where do you rank all-time leading scores at Winter Park? Oh, uh, well, I think we established this last winter. I am still in the top top ten. I think maybe like five or six, but moving down as the years go by. Right. Hoping to hang on to the top ten over the next decade, but I'm not sure. Worse than that, though, is the fact that they don't know who the hell you are. Right, not anymore. Ahead of you, you can't do not know. You can see that I once did have the title. I was number one for a while. Look at that! It said they had a nice art class where somebody made this and gave this to Uh me. So was that a big ceremony? There, there was a ceremony. Yes, there was a presentation in half court. It was very nice. Right. Uh, Get us some film footage of that. We'd love to air. (laughs) And then it's, it's only available on. VS, which uh, doesn't play in most people's houses now. <laughs> and then there's Darren McFarland, who I've worked with for years. I have not always been able to say about Darren, a fan of the first place Cleveland Indians. And let me say this. I'm not going with that Guardians crap. They're the Indians. They'll always be the Indians. How are you feeling? Be a believer, George. Be a believer. And you are. Indians fever or Guardians fever, whatever. Right. Hey, they're in first place. What a crappy division, huh? (laughs) How shocked are you? Uh, Very shocked. But 
The White Sox are the White Sox. They always find a way to. Yeah. So (laughs) if the season ended right now, who would the Indians get as their first round opponent? Oh, I don't give them much of a chance. I'm just glad they get to the postseason. Yeah, I but I mean, the team to beat. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're going to watch it. We're probably all going to watch it. Yeah, but yeah. you don't know who they play. No. Okay. I'm just excited. They're what six games up. I'm pumped. Okay. They yeah. played well recently. Yeah. By the way, is- do you think? Do you think Mahoney made that basketball? Because that kind of looked like a Mahoney ball, like a like a. <laughs> School project, right? It does it look been, a little bit like it. It yeah. would have been, you know, kind of like the Terminator. If they'd have to send him back in the time machine to art class in 1989 to, to pull Watson, that in. Watson, years ago, Mahoney has been brought up on the show any number of times. Back when he was a little kid, the Titans unveiled this cheap, pitiful Hall of Fame where they they took what looked like poster board and put it at the top of the stadium opposite the press box side with a list of the all of the Hall of Famers. And so I suggested on the air that Mahoney had basically gone to Target and gotten some poster board and put it together for him. Uh, I have to agree when I saw that. I, right. I would agree with you three on that thought. To their credit, they listened to us and got rid of it. Yep, they did. Uh, by the way, George, does Billy have uh, any graphics on Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football? Did anybody catch uh, what happened on Monday? Night? <laughs> no. you, boy, wow. you nailed that one. Wow. You, yeah, you nailed that one. Look, I should have. I should have. A little bit tight. A little bit tight for Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. A little bit tight. Wow. Ugly. E A G L E S, baby. I'm just saying, go back and look. When the okay. lights get bright, Kirk ten, he tends to shrink. I'm just saying. I've stalled as long as I can. We have to review. All right, let's review from last oh, week. Oh, we have a graphic. Yeah, we got a little new yeah. and improved graphic uh, here. This is really special. Yeah, very special here on the Plaster Show. We start with Willie Donick. Big win for Willie. He took Kansas plus nine against Houston, and the Jayhawks got it done. They improved to 3-0 for the first time, I think, in forever in uh, in their program. Uh, 48-30 to win over Houston. Willie, I mean, that's that's a domination there. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back to the days of Bill Whittemore, the Nashvillian, right? Uh, yeah. Back in the day, he, uh, he went to Kansas and won some games. It's been a while since they've been good, but I'm telling you, they've got the quarterback now, Jalen Daniels. And they won. They won that one going away. They they led throughout at Houston. They're looking good. Yeah, Daniel. It was a big celebration in the house. My first official win as a actual underdog predictor, and not commissioner. After all these years. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Everything. Special, special, special day in the Donick House for that one. So Willie gets it done, and uh, we'll see what where that moves him in the standings. Number two, George took the Owls of FAU plus the eight against UCF. Took the loss, forty to fourteen. George just, uh, just brutal. They suck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's so pitiful. I built up in my head this whole 
UCF had not played very well the week before against Louisville, and I built up in my head this whole FAU improving. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, not much improvement. That was nice. Not uh, not much. How much of that did you watch, George? I didn't watch any of it. I was involved in celebrating my uncle's my uncle's 90th birthday in Little Rock. And Watson, while the rest of the family was discussing the Greek Orthodox Church, I snuck upstairs to a television, but I did not have the numbers for high def. And so I ended up with some with some games that looked like there was like a snowfall. I mean, when you're used to high def, low def really is bad. Either way, it wouldn't have mattered. FAU sucked. High def, low def, pitiful. You you had the distraction you needed there, yeah. so at least it, you didn't have to sit there and watch the it. The reality, Watson, is that game was not offered in high def. That's the reason, George. <laughs> it was not offered in high def. <laughs> That's very That's true. good line, Darren. Good line there. Uh, All right. Kind of a cheap shot, but it was a good line. <laughs> We've come to expect those. Uh-huh. All right, number three, Watson. The winner of the weekend, he took the Rice Owls plus the 11 against Louisiana, and they pulled through. The old school for uh, Coach Brown pulled through. They won 33-21. to 21. Watson, big win, and that kind of that kind of elevates you over the pack. We'll see what uh, – I mean, common sense says you're now in first place, so h- how does that feel? Uh, different. <laughs> Something new? About the best way I can say it, different. Well, George knows. I've only been there once, and it was brief, and this one probably will be too. Yeah, but think about this, Watson. I mean, Rice paid you millions. Yeah, you millions. Down there. You yeah. became a millionaire, and they're still giving to you. No. no. Your appreciation level to Rice should be oh. way up here. Well, it is. The boys came through. I'm proud of them. Well, that's I didn't know it, it this Sunday morning. What about the flying owl symbol, Watson? You should be flying right now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I want, I want, I want to know any, did any of the viewers, George, get into, maybe they contacted the commissioner, but remember we suggested to fly down to Houston, watch Kansas beat Houston, and then go over to Rice and watch the owls pull off the upset. You could have had a perfect 2-0. and Yeah, but really, we should have done that. But this is where, Willie, you didn't do enough. That you and I should have just flown to Houston. Yeah. We'd have caught both games. They're two miles apart. I mean, it would have been real easy to do. And believe me, there's plenty of seats in both stadiums. <laughs> but You're this is where neither one of you did your homework because the Kansas game had a long rain delay, lightning delay. Wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have happened. Well, we still could have gone back and forth. I mean, we could have had a, the parking lots are empty. We could have walked straight <laughs> to the car, gone to Rice, watched a little, gone back over to Houston. We, so we go could've... back on that thing you did because last week you said that an old football injury prohibited you from doing it. I think well, you I've got healed. a I've got a table I'm propped up on right here, George. Heel, heel. Oh no, there's no heel here. There is no heel. There he is, is no heel. <laughs> no, no, there's George not. Been watching Jimmy and Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's, that <laughs> oh. I could have run into them in Houston, Darren. <laughs> I, was, 
when I was there. They're, well, and if not, Joel, they're in and Joel out all Osteen. the time. What and if that? not them, then Joel Osteen. Joel yes, Osteen's there right there. Yeah. <laughs> it Joel all Osteen, starts in I stayed, Our football team on Friday nights stayed in that hotel right by Joel Osteen's church now, which used to be the summit. Yep. where they played right. basketball, where the where the Rockets and the and the Cougs played their basketball back when they were both good. Team Elijah one was with both of them. All right, so Watson gets the win with the Rice Owls. Big win, big big win for Watson. He jumps all the way up to first place. Darren missed an opportunity. He could be could be uh, sitting. <laughs> Not time for a break, Darren. We got to get to you, okay. Auburn. Plus three over Penn State. They got throttled 41 to 12, even worse than Plaza's pick. Darren, you were, I mean, you were worse than George this weekend. Yeah, it's not good whenever you're the head coach and people are already pegging you for your next job. That's <laughs> never a good sign. <laughs> or predicting that this Sunday, if you lose to Missouri, you're out. Oh, I mean, when you see the headlines, would Brian work at Arizona State? Like, you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. So. Yeah. That's that's all you needed to know. So, about. do you have a graphic for standings? I do have a graphic. Oh, Lord. Graphic for uh, uh-huh. for standings. But we will – how about we reveal that after the break? Little little, little tease or no? You want that now? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the commissioner, George. Who the hell's running this show? <laughs> Me. Uh, no. No, you're not. This is my segment. Willie. Tell him how that works. Hey, I've tried to tell the commissioner, you've got to stand up to the director. You've got to try to be authoritative in the commissioner's position. I think Billy's coming. He's coming to a new level. This is week three. He's turning it up a notch. He's turning up the heat. George, that is a load of crap. If Nick Hunter was here, he would do a whole segment on that right there. That was a load of crap. Stand up to the director. Give me a break. a boy, Darren. Yeah. Oh, we're that was one of the best impressions now. Nick Hunter ever did. <laughs> there was there there was a deal Watson where um, where I don't know we'd gotten into it about something and Nick did this imitation of Willie and the imitation sounded like you're right George you're always right you've always been right Nick is bad and Willie didn't know. Willie didn't know what the hell to do. He just sat there and took it. That was one of the great moments in that show's history. I was rattled. Excuse me? I got rattled. No question. Oh, there's no question you did. Okay, we'll go to the break. I'll I'll give you this one. You can show the standings after the break. I'm dead last. I'll be at the bottom. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. This is your commissioner speaking. We're back here on the George Plaster Show. 
It is now time to take a look at the week four standings as we sit. Number one, Watson Brown atop the leaderboard at one and two on the season, 11 points, just two points ahead of Willie in second place. Willie's also one and two with nine points. Darren McFarland, I know the loss was brutal last week, but you're still just in, you know, just in third place, four points behind the first place, Watson Brown. So there's still there's still a chance there here early in the season to get back up top. One and two record for Darren and George Plaster, number four, zero and three, zero points. So that's that's where we sit this week. Thoughts on the standings? Anybody? Yeah, <laughs> embarrassing. George, your thoughts on the standings? Yeah, it it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing, but it's not the first time, Watson. No, you told me that you've been that you didn't you tell me one year you went through a whole year and didn't get one right? I went like like oh and fourteen to start a year. <laughs> but the general had that happen one time. He he won the thing like five years in a row. But one year he had the same kind of deal where he absolutely could not pick one. It happens. Sometimes you get in a slump. Yeah, it happens to me more than most. Sometimes you get in a slump. Here's the order, though, this week. Darren's going to go first. He's going to lead us off. Willie will go second. George third. Watson fourth. So, George, Watson, you guys get some time to think. But we're going to start with you, Darren. You get a chance. You get the first chance here to bounce back after last week. Catastrophe. Where are you going to go? Catastrophe. Wow. Did not realize I had the first pick. Um, I'm going to go a little ACC action. Let's get a home team in the ACC that's getting points. Rhode Island against Pitt? No, no, no. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Let's go Wake Forest. Interesting. Against Clemson. I like the pick. I think it's got a chance, especially if ukulele. Ends up playing most of the game for Clemson. Ukulele. I do do like the pick. Watson, I see that game as they struggle, that they take the ukulele out and put in a guitar. (laughs) What are they doing? What is is Wake Forest doing on offense? They've got that. Have you watched what they do under Dave Kloss where they have that it looks like the yeah. quarterback is sitting back there for three or four seconds, kind of hunched over, faking it, and then he looks up to see what the defense is doing. What? It's it's a I had never seen that before. They lit up Vanderbilt he's, a couple of times. He's he's. I think it's pretty good. I've been out since I've seen it, so I hadn't been able to try it. But what he's doing, Willie, is he's he's slowing down the read, which freezes the defense. So, and he's got a two-level read. He's having to read a linebacker through to a safety. So, he's watching this whole piece. And the linemen absolutely just stay on double teams and they don't get past three yards. And they don't. So, it's a slower process in everything they're doing. The teams that have been successful against them bring people. Because when you hold it that long, then there's a lot of people in your face. And Hartman's not that tall. And last year, Clemson beat them good by bringing people. And I was reading Clawson saying we've got some answers for it. So 
I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I think I think Wake Forest is waiting on this game, and if they're good enough, they're going to play good. If they're good enough, they'll win the game. That's an early kick there for Darren. So you uh, a good pick. Be able to watch that one on ABC. Clemson at Wake Forest over there in Winston Salem. So keep track of that one, of course. Let's move on. Up next, Willie Donick, the uh, pride of Winter Park High School. He's repping them. He's got the shirt. He's got the basketball behind him. Willie, you uh, you going with Winter Park? Well, I, I got to look at the schedule to see if Winter Park's playing at Showalter Field, where they played uh, for a long, long time. I don't know the line on the Wildcats this week. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going up north, and I'm going to take Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights. They are a dog, and... I really like the way they're playing defense right now. This one could be one of the lower-scoring games in the Big Ten. Of course, that's nothing new for the Big Ten. But Rutgers, Greg Schiano's starting to get his thing going up in Rutgers in, in the Schiano 2.0 era here. Rutgers is playing well. They're a home dog. Iowa's coming to town. Iowa's got a poor offense. I think Rutgers is going to shut them down. A little, bit, little bit worse than poor. <laughs> Willie, how old is that shirt? Uh, this, I think this shirt, this is not from my actual days at Winter Park. This is uh, early 21st century, I would say. So it's starting to rack up freebie. for you. I'm going to say 2002. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Willie's riding with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at home against Iowa. Six o'clock kickoff there up in New Jersey. Willie's got a late one. 34 is the over-under there. Not surprised. <laughs> a college game, over-under 34 these days. That tells you all you need to know. Any game I was playing in, take the under. <laughs> all right, let's go to number three in the order. The the Not the cleanup hitter, the best hitter. Best hitter in the league, of course. We all know hits third. George Plaster, who you got this week? Uh, I This is a book it. Oh. Haven't we heard that before? Ooh. No, actually, you have not heard that before. This is a book. It Now, look, it, it hadn't got a lot of points, but the wrong team's favored. Michigan State is a three-point dog at home to Minnesota. He can take that boat and row that thing into Lake Michigan. They're not winning at Michigan State. Watson, you got that? I got it. Yeah. Do you agree? Yep. <laughs> that, which is not a good sign for you. Yeah, awful, it, it doesn't get a lot. It doesn't get a lot of points. Not good when I agree. And I agree with both the two that I've already picked. So maybe everybody's losing. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Michigan State, this is an overreaction by Vegas to a a really not very good performance out West. And, um, you know, I I know that Minnesota rows the boat. They're not going to row the boat Saturday. They're going to dump that thing in Lake Michigan. This is kind of a handoff up the middle to Derrick Henry. You got to get your confidence up a little you, you bit. You got to get some points. You got to get some points, George. Darren, you agree with this one, don't you? I like all the picks so far. I do. Okay. Darren likes it. That's good news. So George is going to go with Michigan State, the home dog, plus three, 230 kick there in East Lansing. Yeah, make a notation. That's a book it. That's on the Big Ten Network. That, that's a book it. So that's a book it for George, yeah, he's saying. a book it. Watson, number four, in first place, the first place, Coach Watson Brown with 11 points. K-12 
can he stay in first place this week? Watson, I'm interested to see where you go this week. Well, my top two were taken by our guys. Willie and Darren took – I had had Willie's pick as one and Darren's pick as two. So now I'm, I didn't have Georgie's, but I think that's a, the right pick, but I didn't go for three points. So my my two I'm picking from is James Madison at Ooh. App State. I'm telling you, App State's had to burn a lot of oil, guys. <laughs> they have had to lay it on the line. They've been in some unbelievable games. And my second one is another one of my old teams. And y'all won't agree with this one probably. Texas Tech against Texas. You don't – that place goes nuts when the Longhorns come to Lubbock. It is unbelievable. They go nuts, and they play always above their head. So I'm going with the Red Raiders to beat the Longhorns. Okay. Texas Watson. Technological University. Watson, I had Texas Tech and James Madison, both on my Did list. you? Nice. Did you have Michigan State? I did not. Okay. Well, it was fine. a three. It was a three pointer. I was I, going to it, it, look. It's a layup. I need a win. Now, did it's anybody? Possible. Did anybody consider the train wreck of Auburn at home? The disaster. No. 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 Nobody. Th you think Auburn will survive there? You don't think they'll implode? Uh, I don't try. I, they're they're a dog. They're they they're not good. I, you just think Missouri's just not good enough to pull it off. Yeah, he yeah. throws Missouri's, like five interceptions, maybe. Yeah, if they, I mean, Missouri's just yeah. This is not the week. The wheels are going to fall off. It's just not this week. Okay. Does anybody did anybody consider Florida at all? I did I, not. I did I mean, not. Their history is pretty damn good against Tennessee. Sixteen and one in the last seventeen. So yeah, the history is mean, pretty good. To be a double-digit dog and have that history, I'm just asking if anybody considered it. Well, it isn't isn't where you're really going with that, that as that game goes along, if Florida is right there, Tennessee's going to get a little tight. Things will get tight. Yep. And as soon as that stadium gets tight, all 110,000 of them, the rest of the team usually follows. So. Well, and the one thing I I didn't think, Darren, is this is Billy's first time in this game, so that the, the past history isn't going to help him and this team with this being the first time he's been in this game. But, Billy Derrick or Billy Napier? Billy Napier. <laughs> okay. Not Billy Derrick, Billy Napier. It's the first time he's been in this game. And I don't think Josh Hoppel has that feeling of losing all the time to Florida either. So, But – I agree 100%, Darren, what you said. If this thing is tight in the fourth quarter, we're going to all be hitting ourselves in the head because I'm telling you, that's a hard win if it's tight in the fourth quarter now for Tennessee. Yep. Hard. It'll look a whole lot like Kirk Cousins on primetime <laughs> television. That was, a, that was a book it for Darren. <sighs> Darren, I have found a game that does not have a TV listing. Oh. Sacramento State at Colorado State. <laughs> there is no television. No. no. There's not even, I mean, among the options, CBS Sports Network, Stadium, ESPN Plus, ESPN Minus. I mean, there are all kinds of options. 
but nobody chose Sacramento State, Colorado State. Colorado State's probably paying people not to show up to that one. Mm, they're not very good. <laughs> okay, so we review here. Yes, we, we do a little bit of review here. We start with Darren's pick. Darren takes Wake Forest plus the seven at home against Clemson. Good pick. I like the pick. I like the pick. Darren could move up to first place with a Watson loss. So we'll see about that. Willie, he went with Rutgers plus the seven and a half. So uh, Willie rides rides with Rutgers. George takes Michigan State plus three. Of course, we, uh, we we know what George is going with. He's going with the easy handoff there, up the middle to Derrick Henry, trying this is to get, a book it, trying to get the points, book it. End quote from George. So we'll watch that one on the Big Ten Network. Watson Brown thought about James Madison, but he's going to take Texas Tech plus the seven at home against Texas. So that crowd's going to be ready for that one. Watson riding with one of his old teams that worked last week. I don't blame you this week, Watson. I like you riding back with one of the old teams. There's many of them. <laughs> At least two of these turn out to be wins. I would agree with that. I think there's at least two winners in there. Is that yeah. one of yours, George? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. The book it. And there might be a second one. I feel very strongly about Wake Forest. Oh. Ukulele. You're going to need more than just three points next week, though, George. Look, I just need to get off the schneid. <laughs> you just sit over there and do whatever it is you do. It's going to be careful, Billy. Willie. Willie. <laughs> Willie comes in with that. This is your commissioner speaking. And I'll never forget the first time you popped that out there. I was like, who the hell cares? You think anybody cares that you're the commissioner? Well, you know, you have you have to try to present, you know, yourself as a strong presence. You know, who's in charge? You got to show them who's in charge when you're the commissioner. You I think I think, going on. I think I'm I'm I made some made some waves here early week four in that regard. Still got a lot of work to do. You're making strides. You're making strides. You got a lot of work to do. I think it's easier to impeach one of these commissioners on radio than it is on TV. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Willie, Darren, I appreciate it as always. Darren, I'm rooting for your Indians. All right. Catch it. Catch that fever, George. And George, I'll be watching the Phillies tonight. I'll be watching the Phillies and hoping for the best there. Oh, well, that's fine. Against your Braves. How's yeah. their attendance, by the way? Philadelphia's attendance. It's been pretty sad. You know, some of these games that have a lot of – Playoff yeah. implications There's like the in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's trying to make the playoffs. There was nobody there. Nobody there. If you want to see nobody there, like, you'd think they're 34 and a half games out. Yeah. It's not good. No. Aaron, if you want to see nobody there, turn on Seattle at Oakland. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I saw that last night. Oh. I'm telling you, that might have been less than five thousand. The they announced like 4,200, and they announced it in the fourth inning because I think they sat up in the press they, box. They were counting. Yeah, they we were got two counting. over here. We got four <laughs> over here. People on the head. It Seven, doesn't take long. I mean, the sports festival has outdrawn the A's. <laughs> That's <laughs> where the Mets go next. So we'll see. 
what the attendance is tomorrow night in Oakland when the Mets yeah. are Philadelphia, yeah. all they care about is the Fly Eagles. There you go. Fly you Eagles it. fly. Fly Eagles you fly. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Y'all behave. See you next yeah. Thursday. All right. See you guys. Okay, when we come back, uh, Billy, let's uh, let's put the phone number up there. If uh, if somebody or bodies, red blooded Americans, would like to call in, talk a little sports. Five eight eight two nine nine eight is the number. We've got some text questions that have been saved from a couple of days ago. We'll get to all of that and more when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. 
providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Apparently the Titans drum and bugle corps. What do they call that thing? The blue crew? Yeah, the Titans blue crew, I yeah, think. Yeah, apparently they walked into our studio. Sounds okay. good. We've, uh, I guess, got text questions today. Yes, we do. We've got uh, we got some text questions to get to, a couple that we missed the last couple of days since we, we took all those calls. So we're going to take some time to take some of these, George. First one comes from Titan Jim. Tighten up. Speaking of the Titans blue crew. Is it time to discuss firing Titans OC Todd Downing yet? And I know we've talked about that, but it has that time come, do you guys think? Is is Todd Downing, is his seat hot enough right now? Well, I don't know how to start it. I don't think so. I, I, I think Mike is involved in this, and I think he's been involved in this, and I just I don't think we're to that point. I'm I'm really anxious to see, and I think I will, think we will, the old Titan offense Sunday. That's what I think we're going to see. It's more back in the Arthur Smith time, and it's Derek, Derek, Derek. Now, I'm going to throw a question back at you all because I don't think we know the answer yet. What do you all think of Derek Henry? Do you think he's as, as quick and as athletic as he was before the injury. I, to be honest, I, I really don't. Um, you know, I, I think after that injury, you know, he came back against Baltimore in the playoffs and yeah, we didn't think he'd be a hundred percent. And he certainly wasn't. And this season, it, it feels like, you know, he'll, he'll take a step or two and then try to make a cut and just kind of stop in his tracks. You know, I mean, he doesn't have that, that second level, that, that kind of second effort cut, that, that I think we're used to seeing from him. And, you know, I don't know if that's injury, if that's age. I'm sure it's a combination of everything. But, no, Watson, I, I don't – you know, it's it's not the same Derek, and I don't know that that's a surprise. But I expected a little bit better here through two games. And now he hasn't gotten – he hasn't gotten protection. They haven't blocked for him worth of crap. But at the same time, you know, I haven't seen that uh, that burst that we're, that we're used to seeing from Derek. Watson, I know it's a it is a conversation that's being had a lot in this area. This is water cooler. Both of these questions are water cooler type questions. I don't know that I am equipped to say that I really know, and that may sound like a cop out. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, about the time I think he's not where he was, then you bring up some things on Tuesday that were very compelling to me, which is Derrick Henry is a North and South runner. He's the best 
when he was healthy or is or is healthy. But the the they're doing too much of this south to west or whatever. North to you know, north to south is I guess it's east to west. Thank you. Uh they're doing too much of the other stuff and not going to what his strength is. And I asked you the question on Tuesday, do you realize that some of the criticism you're putting out there is exactly what the fans are saying about downing? Now, I don't think this is the time to to have this discussion, but I will tell you this. If this season goes south, Vrabel may have no choice but to make a change. The public has identified, fair or unfair, Todd Downing right now is the whipping boy. He just simply, in water cooler talk, Todd Downing's the whipping boy. He's the easy out. He's the easy excuse right now for Titans fans about what's going on. But I also think they don't have the play. I mean, they're so banged up right now everywhere that I don't know that you can really fully put this on the coaching. I mean, that. They don't have the guys to do what they want to do. Well, and 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 I go back to AJ Brown and the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Would you all not say right now? Neither one of them are as good as they were last year. No, we're not as good as we were last year, and that's not a good sign to me, guys. And no. I, I I don't know that they're going to respect Burks enough, and I got a feeling. They're going to put eight of them up there tight, just like the Bills did. I mean, you could see eight dudes standing in the box sure. for Buffalo. You could count them. And we didn't try to get it one-on-one very much at all. And and uh, I think you're seeing it Sunday again. How in the world do the Raiders not come in here and just say, throw it to one of these guys and let's see if one of them's good enough to beat us? And is your quarterback good enough to beat us? So I'm not sure we're going to know about Derrick Henry even after Sunday. If they do what I think they're going to do, somebody's going to have to be the hero on the outside along with Ryan Tannehill. And uh, I still say they're going to win the game. I just, I guess I got just in my heart, I want Derrick to be the old Derrick so bad. I keep not going there. I just don't go there yet. Somebody, I've had them ask me here in town and I say, I don't know. I just don't know yet, but I know we haven't seen the burst yet, but I don't know that he's had the chance to give the burst yet, guys. And When the game starts, Billy, anything but what Watson is saying as far as the Raiders crowding the box, Lyle Alzado, Howie Long will be in that box. Now, the Titans may be able to get them out of it. Yeah. That's what they got to do. They're going to have to if they're going to win. Yeah, and right. I thought Ray said it really well. That what scares you about the Titans right now? There's really nothing. I mean, it's it's still the thought of Derrick Henry. I'll tell you what scares you, and that's why I think they'll come in here crowding the box. They're just like us. They don't know about Derrick, but they know what the old Derrick was, and they just can't take the chance that he's the old Derrick, and they don't crowd that box, and he starts gashing them, guys. They got to come in here and crowd the box to me. What else you got? James in Shelbyville asks, would an 0-3 start end any playoff hopes for the Titans? Normally it would, but this division gives them a hope that the other 0-2s do not have. This division is awful. And they're only 0-2. I mean, it's it's week. It's not even week three yet. 
<laughs> I still say that if the Titans aren't great, a losing record might win this division. Cool. What is it? It's 17 games now, right? Eight and nine. Eight and nine might win if the Titans don't come out of the funk. Now, if the Titans right. come out of the funk, I don't believe that will be true. But if they if they play 500 ball or so, guys, I'm not sure they still don't win the division at eight and nine or nine and eight. And what what was that awful NFC division several years back? It, it was the NFC East. The NFC. What was and it? Washington won. Didn't they win with a seven and nine one year? Yeah, yep. they 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 were the last one, right? That yeah. went into the playoffs with the league. So. Oh, that's. I mean, by that's, the way, what this is really doing is giving stuff like Jacksonville a hope, some motivation. I mean, Jacksonville has just cleaned Indy's clock out. You know to the tune of 24 to nothing, Jacksonville sitting there going, we're the team on the rise. These old powers are getting old and we're the rising new one. I don't know if it's really that way, but in Jacksonville, that's how they ought to be thinking. Yeah, Doug Peterson's got them playing good football down there and, and I would not count them out. Certainly not. Uh, another question. We've got a lot of Titans questions. This is from John and Pulaski. He asks, if this season goes south, is Ryan Tannehill back next season? Yes. They don't have a choice. They think they got their future guy, and he's not ready yet. And I think they don't want to go have to sign another quarterback. The only way he's not, Billy and George, is his money is so strong that they've got, they've got to help the cap and get rid of him. That'd be the only way I don't see him back if he doesn't have a great year. I still think Ryan's going to play well. I Just do what he does best. That drop back pass, throwing it to a linebacker the other night, it's not what he does best. That's not him. Take the ball to that 22 and let about eight people stay up there thinking he's got it and throw it to one guy. That's what he does best. And they've got to do more of it. And I think well, if they do, Ryan will play well. Shouldn't he be at a level – where it doesn't have to be that way? Yes, but he's not. He's not. And we've won with him the way he is and won big the way he is. We went deep into the playoffs the way he is. And then we were number one seed last year the way he is, George. They can win with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Just use him right. That's what they got to do. Use him right. You got a last one? We, we do have one more. Let's go over to Knoxville. VFL in Marshall County. If Tennessee beats Florida on Saturday, are they a legit top 10 team? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. They will yeah, be I mean, in the top 10 on Monday. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're number 11 right now. So right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, are they really – what are they really? Yeah, that's a good question. That, that's the that's the it, what are they really. Yeah, technically, and, yes, they will be a top 10 team, but – and you know, as a top 10 team, are they capable of going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Georgia and Alabama? That will be the next question. And I think the answer is, personally, I don't think so. Well, I don't know if anybody is, though, guys. I, we, we still don't have a fourth team to get in right. with these top three. So I don't know if anybody is, but you're leaving out one that's already in the top 10 they got to get by, too, and that's Kentucky. And Kentucky is is eighth right now, I think. And uh, 
I still, I still think that's a hard win, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I don't want to mess with Kentucky. You got to beat Kentucky. They're so physical and their their mentality and their style of play. You better strap up your chin strap when you play those guys. And and uh, in, in a physical way in the SEC, George, would you all not say they would be third in in physicality to Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, I would. In, well, a phys- in a physicality way. I'm not talking about skill and everything. Yeah. I'm just talking about a physical football team. Watson, I got to be honest. My mind has been open to something new in what I saw LSU do in the second half. I know. And that, I, I don't agree with, disagree with you. That really surprised me, the level of dominance against a pretty darn good Mississippi State team. I know, right. we gotta go, I know we got to go to the break. Watson, we have three plays tonight. And a late change on one of them. It'll show up on the screen as one thing, but we have had a mental change of heart. Oh, good Lord. This is what happens when you're losing. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I know. (laughs) This is Main Street Media Television. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Hey, this is George Plaster, and I'm excited to announce that the second annual Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night is going to happen Monday, November the 28th at the Hermitage Strike and Spare. The three charities that will benefit are Last Minute Toy Store, Martha O'Brien Center, and Stars. And our intention is to get them that money so it can do the most amount of good at Christmas time. Now, here's where I need your help. I need you to sign up to play in the most fun charity event you've ever been involved in. Imagine 64 foursomes with 64 sports personalities in the area. As a single player, it's $200. If you get a foursome, it's $800. And what I want you to do is reach out to me via email, plastergeorge at gmail.com, and we'll get you signed up and get you ready and raring to go. Again, that's plastergeorge at gmail.com for a night you will never forget.
Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. You can book it. It's time now for Plaster's Bet of the Day. We'll see if George will be saying that here in a few minutes. Since 1975, Bart Durham injury law has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you too have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham injury law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's take a look at some of the results from George's night last night. He went back to the well with baseball last night, took the Yankees, and they got it done. So, George, eight games under five hundred now. Big chance tonight. I hear you're going with three games. Yes, uh, there's a need to get to respectability. Watson, I've got a really strong theory on the first one. Bring it up. Okay, so here is the first bet tonight for George taking Cleveland plus or minus four, rather, at home against Pittsburgh. So, Watson, here's the deal. Mitch Trubisky has had a full week of hearing that he's not getting the ball downfield at all. There's a reason for that. He is scared to death of interceptions. And so he's been playing, I think, scared football. I think he knows deep down he is barely an NFL number one in the quarterback world. There are not many teams that want Mitch Trubisky. I think he's going to try to go downfield tonight. Cleveland is going to take advantage of that. They're going to get a couple of picks, and they are going to cover that number. Ooh, that one's a – you're not booking this one, are you? No, no. Okay. Because Cleveland has just been a debacle fixing to happen. So you're you're sticking your out. I agree. And I do think he feels the heat of the kid from Pitt. That, Can he pick it? that the fans are now wanting in there bad. They're wanting him in there bad. And that's pressure that's hard to handle. So in that way, I go with you. It's that orange and brown over there that still scares me, though, because they got a way of messing things up i know it they sure mess it up that place by the way will be rocking tonight it'll be rocking they hate pittsburgh yes with a passion you're going college tonight with the next one i'm going virginia tech at home now i can't figure west virginia out they should have beaten Pitt on opening night but they weren't good enough to beat kansas who ran them over like a tractor Virginia Tech at home, that's a tough place to play. Ooh. They will be fired up tonight. They don't like West Virginia. And I don't know. I'm just I'm going on a hunch. Virginia Tech is going to get this done. This was my two picks. That one and your Michigan State pick were the two that I thought 
I just didn't think they were enough points, but I yeah. considered this in the underdog. So I'll go with you on this one. I take Virginia Tech with you on this one. Okay. Late change of heart on the last one. Initially, I was going Coastal Carolina. When you lose a lot, you start playing mind games with yourself. Do I have the right team? Do I not have the right team? Georgia State is within a mile of Turner Field, which was once the home of the free and the defending world champion Atlanta Braves. And tonight, they will play like champions. In a change of heart, Watson, your brother found out they're pretty good. They've gotten better, and they will beat Coastal Carolina tonight. Take Georgia State plus the two and a half. I don't feel as good about that one because they're 0-3 and Coastal's 3-0, and and the mindset of that is two different deals. But Coastal Carolina barely beat my old player, Trey Lamb's Gardner-Webb team. Yep. An FCS at home, they had to score in the last 20 seconds to win the game. So you might be on to something there. Coastal may not be as good as they've been being, even though they're 3-0. and That game will have huge ratings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About, the ratings will be about as high as the number of people in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a good weekend. Same to you, buddy. See you Monday. Billy, you. no rest for you. See you tomorrow. See you, George. Okay, this is Main Street Media Television. You have a good Thursday night. Go Brownies.